All right, welcome back to Shellyville. My name is Michelle Clear, and I'm your host of Shellyville. And today I have Justin, my producer, with me today. And we're going to talk about something that we all have. We all know what they are, but we try to avoid them, and that's our emotions. And the reason why I want to talk about our emotions is because every episode that I've actually done with Justin has had this theme in it. Like this is the this is the reason why we go to see a therapist is because we're dealing with emotions, one that we don't want, we don't understand, or they're taking over our lives. <laughs> and so I just really want to make this an easy session today about our emotions and why are we so fearful of them? I mean, we've been having emotions our entire life. We start out with a pretty basic communication style with our emotions. So that's what emotions are. It is a form of communication. I don't know where we get in the process of life, how we lose touch of that, because our emotions are the circle of life. They're how we think. They're how we feel. They're how we behave. They are the core of what we're doing. And so we really have to get very comfortable with our emotions, understand our emotions, and know what they are. So <laughs> what do you think, Justin, when I say, okay, let's get comfortable with our emotions? Does that freak you out? You're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, the meathead in me is the first thing is like, well, feelings are dumb, so we, we don't like feelings. Like, why do you, your, your feelings are supposed to be bottled up inside until they turn into rage or sadness or something. You're not supposed to talk about those. Well, that's why I have the career I have is because everyone's a meathead, apparently. Yeah. It's like everyone's thinking they can hide these things. You can't hide your emotions. You can try. Ooh, we are so good at avoidance. But hiding our emotions or being afraid of them almost makes it worse. Oh, it does. A hundred percent. Makes them Definitely come out a does. little bit stronger, doesn't it? Yep. And so when we are trying to understand ourselves, what do you think that we really need to get in touch with? It's not really our thoughts. We know what our thoughts are. We don't have a good handle of what the core belief is in our, in our emotions. So emotions start first, then thoughts then behaviors and actions. Mm -hmm. The problem is we get feelings and emotions from our thoughts and behaviors. So it's like we don't ever get a break from emotions. Mm -hmm. Like they never go away. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like the core of who we are as human beings. So it's interesting to me that so many people struggle with something that is innately happening to them. Mm -hmm. So when you see someone who's struggling with emotions, what's like your first thought? Like you're like, oh my gosh, get it get it under control or um, patient. I think a good example of this is when um, one of my favorite examples to make is with a professional athlete and when they get all fired up on the sidelines or something like that, um, we can, it's, you judge people based on how they handle difficult situations, like on the field in front of thousands and thousands of people. So are you talking about someone who's showing anxiety and excitement or are you showing someone who's pissed because they made a mistake? Pissed, pissed because they made, they made a mistake. mistake. Okay, it so this Fired is, up because okay. they made a great play. Okay. That type of emotion. So really when you see the emotion, you can relate to that and you can you recognize, wow, okay, this person is displaying this emotion mm -hmm. and you recognize it. And if you don't understand that, it comes across as um, this person is showboating, this person is um, being cocky um, because there are a lot of people who, uh, baseball is a great example of this because, um, a, you know, in 
American baseball for the longest time, it was taught that if you hit a home run, you don't show up the other team, you don't celebrate, you you run around, you jog around the bases stone cold. That'd be so wrong. And, <laughs> I'd, I'd struggle with that. Yeah. And then there's the younger <laughs> culture where, um, and especially in uh, Hispanic uh, Hispanic baseball, if you're talking like the Dominican, Venezuela, mm-hmm. um, those guys love to pimp home runs. And so would um, you though? I would too. I would too, 100%. So um, I, I can I can kind of see it both ways. Um, Are we just but, more serious in America or what? <laughs> like, why, why can't we have more fun on the baseball field? But the thing is, I don't look at baseball or as, as a very emotional sport. Now, you get me hockey, yeah. like, I'm all over that. Or mm-hmm. football, I'm all over those contact right. sports where like I can see emotion. But when we're talking just like, oh, okay, I'm bored. It's like golf. <laughs> well, that I was just about to say that. So baseball and golf, I, I feel like the, there's the, there's like an old school, um, it's like reserved. reserved, trying to trying to be classy. Mm-hmm. That whole that that is a big thing in baseball. In the younger the younger baseball, not so much. I think there's a, like kind of a new culture that's evolved coming and coming up okay. um, to where you know before if you. If you like celebrated a home run, the next guy up behind you is getting a 95 mile per hour fastball right to the ribs. Like that was the culture. And that's changed quite a bit today. Um, I think it's because we just we don't like pitchers as much anymore. We don't care about their feelings. So um, (laughs) they're not running the show anymore. They're not running the show. So, oh, man. But emotions are visual. Right. They really are. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you have someone who can really control that emotion and they're not showing it? Then you don't know if they're stone cold if mm-hmm. you can't if you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Problem with emotions is that there's like two there's kind of like two expressions right there's mm-hmm. the really out there really loud really bright like everybody's looking at it and then there's that little quiet mm-hmm. what's behind it so we have this thing called primary emotion as well as secondary emotion mm-hmm. so you're seeing the primary emotion like you're seeing that excitement or you're seeing that anger like that's the first thing you're seeing. But you don't know the thought pattern that went before the very first emotion that person had before they expressed it. So that's what's so cool about emotions is that there are layers and layers and layers of emotions. Mm -hmm. And as therapist, that's my work. I'm digging out. I'm digging out what emotion this person is carrying or hiding or avoiding Mm -hmm. because that's what this is all about. Like, why are we so freaking afraid of how we think and feel? Like, why are emotions so important to us well i'll go back to the question before that why why are we afraid to talk about our emotions i think is because um it makes you vote it can make you vulnerable Mm -hmm. and there are i'm all for like expressing your emotions when it's when it's required to um (laughs) so ah, that's a good question yes so so, when it's required here's the thing in a relationship at work like you know, I mean, what are we talking about? I think there, there has to be a level of trust established prior to opening up emotional stuff. That's why I think we judge people that we don't know on their emotions. Mm -hmm. And if somebody that you know, well, brings up something to do with an emotions, you're much more receiving to that than you are with, you know, some random dude on TV. Mm -hmm. I love that. I, I think you just nailed it Mm -hmm. because that is really what it's about. Trust Trusting your environment to express your emotions is so valid and important. Mm -hmm. 
But the problem is when you can't regulate your emotions and you don't have a good handle on that, you are blowing up in your car. At, you, yes. know, you have phone rage or you, you have car rage. You you go to the, the takeout counter and you're pissed at the, the waitress or you're in the bank and you're demanding your money or the pace, the teller's taking too long. Like people who can't regulate or are sitting on large amounts of emotions mm-hmm. in those little moments of irritability, they're expressing inappropriate anger or emotion in a time that doesn't call for it. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of people I want to talk to because those are the people that really need the biggest amount of help. Like I get when something bad has happened and you are having the actual reaction to it and your emotions are taking over, but you're in a situation where your emotions don't need to be on display. Mm-hmm. That says to me that you're really struggling with one, understanding the level of emotion you have and why we act out on those emotions. Because is it really appropriate to the teller to start screaming because you're in a, you know, I mean, <laughs> is that really the way to act? Uh-huh. Like, there's so many inappropriate behaviors now. Oh, for sure. And especially like on social media. I mean, don't get me started. <laughs> yeah. Social media is a whole nother beast of bullying and over control and you know, exaggeration of emotion. So oh, for sure. we have to really, as human beings, question our motives and intentions with emotions. Yeah. I think social media is probably the last place you want to express any sort of emotions other than here's a picture of a cute puppy or <laughs> oh, here's a picture what, of my two-year-old. I think it was intended. I think yes. it was intended to start out sweet like that. Right. But I don't think that's where we're at. The no, it's definitely climate, not. The political climate that mm-hmm. my opinion is more valid. This whole thing about Bud Light. Like, oh, like, Lord have mercy. <laughs> we could do a whole nother episode about advertising yeah. and, and what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. We all have the right to our opinion and our feelings. Why do we get such strong emotions about something that we have no control over? Mm-hmm. Or why do we feel like we have to jump in or have an opinion on something that really is not hurting us individually? Like my life does not get a, impacted any way mm-hmm. by what an advertising company does. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why we're in this place of high expressive emotions. I mean, I listening to our last episode, we talked about the participation awards. Mm-hmm. And how kids can't regulate their emotions based off of not learning how to be disappointed. I really do feel like this is hugely impacting how people process emotions. Because, again, we have got to get comfortable with being miserable. Like, if something bothers me, I'm, I have to be okay with that. I don't need to express it to someone else or let someone else know that I'm thinking that way. Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest problem is we've gotten, okay, we need to talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. What you said was so important. When we're in an environment that we trust and we know the people are validating us and can really hear that, that's a message that we communicate we're disappointed. Mm -hmm. Being on a social platform where you don't know anybody or the response to you, why are you giving that information out? Mm -hmm. So I think that was really brilliant about what you said, because if we know our environment, Mm -hmm. we're going to be able to communicate in a a nicer way. Or say how we really think and feel mm-hmm. and not get all the, the, the lash back or like feedback mm-hmm. or the inappropriate return and yeah. this name calling and this, you know, we get beaten up by social people or everyone else's opinion because it's different than ours. Well, and there are certain, I mean, we could do a whole episode on just social media and 
maybe we should. Um, <laughs> it could be there, but yeah. But social list. media removes the social consequences of your words mm-hmm. because there are certain things that you can say online to a person that if you said it to them in person to their face, you would get hit in the mouth mm-hmm. and you'd probably deserve it. Mm-hmm. So it removes that element of actions have consequences and it, and it's definitely out of control. Um, and but the problem is these things that are happening verbally are starting to happen through actions because mm-hmm. I do feel like there's more violence in the world. I do feel like there's more fighting. There's more mm-hmm. car anger. There's more, you know, For sure. there's the inappropriateness. You see people yelling in the parking lot at a grocery store. You mm-hmm. see people grabbing for the same thing at the at a store like it's not I don't always see the sweetness like there is a lot of this behavior mm-hmm. through words that is just. It's manifesting in actions now. And I I think we could probably quickly come up a list of with a list of 10 things that social media being one of them mm-hmm. that ca- that causes that. Is it mm-hmm. a, le- a level of economic distress that we see in our climate today? Is it a level of um, uh, anti-socialness that has been created by, uh, by oh. COVID? Mm-hmm. Um, is it a level of um, political diversion that has happened that, the you know, people, divide. you know, people stopped getting to know people on the other side and, and they don't realize that, you know, Democrats and Republicans, not politicians, but like normal people probably agree on like 70% of right. things. We're, we're probably more agreeable than we realize, but, exactly. we, but we get social isolation because we right. want we want to be right. Right. And I and I think that most people, um, even though they do side with one political party for one reason or not, um, if the parties didn't exist, they'd probably be pretty moderate, right down the middle on a lot of issues. Um, but they have to pick the top three that matter the most to them and that's typically what um we're fighting about. Yeah. And then that's what the you know the red and the blue, they're trying to pull the people out of the middle to their side, basically. And unfortunately, most of that is done by, with, you know, social media, social media, <laughs> advertisement. Yes. 100%. And, and political name calling and, yeah. you know, bad advertisement. And yeah. And, <laughs> and not knowing your target market as <laughs> Bud Light is finding out the hard way right now and losing oh. six billion in, in uh, capital it's value or whatever. So. It's just weird. Um, so we anyway. do get involved in things that we don't need to be involved in. Yeah. But I mean, it all goes back to what's important to us. And so that's why emotions are valid uh-huh. and why we do need to know our emotions, because that determines how we behave. Uh-huh. And if you don't know that that makes you angry, if you don't know that that's a that's a fear based thought or that you are feeling some form of shame or embarrassment, like that emotion can carry you to do things that you are otherwise not aware of. Mm-hmm. So it is really, it's, it's, it's the bread and butter of my, my work. Mm-hmm. Can, now, now let me ask you this, and I don't, I don't know if this is out of your scope or not, but when something, somebody reads something online or maybe something happens in person and that triggers that, that emotional spot response triggers does that that releases like a like a, a chemical in the a body? Chemical in the body. Yes, Do you does. know what that is? Some sort of endorphin, maybe, well, or a, there's. Um, no, I don't know what, exactly what it is. I've read it a million times. What is it? Um, nor norepinephrine. It's 
Well, we have all of them, like serotonin and uh-huh. dopamine and all of those, adrenaline, any kind of cortisol. I think it's probably cortisol is the stress one. Mm-hmm. So everything gets released through our emotions. The reality is that when we're having a physical sensation, remember when I said primary and secondary? Mm-hmm. Well, the third one is a physical sensation. Emotions can create physical sensations. 100%, That's why yeah. people feel depression, like it's mm-hmm. a physical thing. Or people who have anxiety actually have the anxiety feeling, the the racing heartbeat, the the sweaty palms, the emotional response through the body. So mm-hmm. we do have that physical, like that's there. And that's what I usually know how strong emotion is for me because I can feel it in my gut, my mm-hmm. stomach. I'm upset. Like you'll get a tingly feeling in the chest area. Like emotions can have a very real physical sensation in the body. And I'm not sure what chemical gets released because Mm -hmm. it's probably dependent on what, if that's a happy emotion Mm -hmm. or if that's a sad emotion or if that's a scary emotion. I'm sure that depends on what of your responses to the emotion. Mm -hmm. But yes, that definitely happens. And that's that's the part that Sometimes it's the physical part of emotion that actually gets us to ask for help mm-hmm. because that's the part we can't understand. Like we're we're so removed from the emotion, all we understand is that we feel like crap. Right. Like my body is responding. I now have an ulcer. Well, when I had an ulcer, I didn't even realize it was based off of my thought pattern. Mm-hmm. I literally just thought, okay, I'm having too much acid. I'm eating too much Italian mm-hmm. sausages or, you know, sauce or whatever as an Italian. I thought it was my diet. Come to find out it was my emotional words. It was the things that I was saying to myself that created a, an ulcer in myself. So we don't even realize that our thoughts can have such a damaging impact on us physically. Mm-hmm. That's why emotions are so important hmm. because it's we're, we hide them. We're so good at stuffing them down. We're so good at avoiding or ignoring or reducing the impact mm-hmm. on ourselves. And so one of the ways to get in touch with our emotions is to communicate with ourselves. And that's through writing and journal writing mm. and also getting a book on understanding what emotions are. Like reading about emotions, finding out why you feel the way you feel. There's a really good book that I'm reading right now. I don't have the title. I don't have the author, but it's called Letting Go. Okay. And it's really, it talks about how every emotion has energy. And that we're trying to get to this level of peace with our emotions, that we're trying to get to a a calm state of thinking. And so it's really going through every level of emotion and how it's causing us turmoil in the body and how much energy it's taking from us. I haven't completely finished the book yet, but I'm pretty sure that um, I have a feeling I know where it's going based off of what I've already started. Is it Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender by David Hawkins? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. And it's a really good book. I'm really impressed with it. So, you know, again, as a therapist, I'm always looking for inspiration and other authors to help me through this process of being a therapist and looking for ways that I can help my clients kind of calm down or I I don't even know if calm down is the right word. It's more like get in touch with. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, I can say it's one emotion, but behind every emotion I speak, there's two or three that I don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. Like that's how complex our emotions are. They're very, very, very complex. Yeah. And it's something that you know, based on circumstances, you could have some experience 
that based on your state of mind could trigger an emotional response in an incredibly different way than it would on a different day in different circumstances. Right. So. Moods and emotions can, can influence us mm-hmm. for sure. And so can people. Yep. You know, we act different around if different people. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if you're more vulnerable around a certain group of people, you're going to probably hide your emotions. Mm-hmm. If you feel more comfortable, you're going to express them. And I think that's what happens why I'm seeing a lot more couples recently is that we're we're pretty much holding it together in public and then we're coming home and we're being complete idiots. Mm-hmm. Like we are not holding back at home. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if that's different or if that's just the wave of communication right now, but I feel like that emotional piece is more violent now than it used to be. Or maybe it's always been, and this is just a new category that my business is going in, but I don't know. I feel like we're not containing it. Mm -hmm. And so we're more apt to express it inappropriately with our partner. Do you think that the way that you express emotions is based off of like, past circumstances more or more what you're subjecting your mind to like do you watch a lot of violent movies and and play a lot of violent video games are you a um maybe maybe you're into fudge i don't know um you know maybe you're you're reading positive books and putting positive things in your mind how much of a of a how much does that factor in i'm sure environment is it's probably 50 50 it's probably how you're raised what environment you kind of grew up in. So mm-hmm. if you grew up in a fi- an environment, like here's the thing, my family fought. Like, <laughs> I come from this big Italian family. There was nothing wrong with us going at it. Like we really fought. And I had a twin brother that was really, really abusive towards me. So, I mean, I learned how to fight and defend and swear. And like, it was not pretty growing up with a brother, a twin brother. So- I avoid fighting at all costs because there's two kinds of people like my brother's probably still interested in fighting. It's like it, that was like that's how he communicated. So he stayed in that realm. He, he was comfortable there. I was so uncomfortable there. I had to get the heck out of there. So I'm as far away as that as I can possibly be. I cannot tolerate violence of any form. Mm-hmm. So there's two kinds of people. You're either going to be comfortable with that. And continue it or you're going to get as far away from it as you possibly can and truly avoid it. So, yes, our environments have a big impact on how we communicate. But really, it goes down to what we're comfortable with. If I became comfortable with fighting, I would still be fighting. But I was not comfortable with it. It scared me too much. I didn't like the violence behind it. I never could trust it. Like I knew it was going to go to a bad place one day. I always thought I was going to really hurt somebody. And I know I have that capacity. And that's a scary thing to know that you have the ability to hurt somebody else. Like that is scary, but that's real. And that's emotion, man. I was driven through my emotions so much as a child. I lived through my emotions. I was on the edge of either fighting or crying my entire childhood because it was a fight or flight. Like I was literally in that protective mode and when, and there's a lot of people that grow up in that state. So you get to be an adult and you realize, wait a minute, I'm, there's not anybody here trying to hurt me anymore. I'm, I can calm down. I don't have to be so on edge. And I recently even said that I'm leaning more on God this year because I want to be a softer person. So we use our emotions for, to protect ourselves as well. But that environment, 
it's got a big part in who we are and how we respond. That's awesome. <laughs> Only because of, because I'm avoiding it. <laughs> it wasn't awesome at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what that's the resiliency in us. That's how we cope. That's how we develop our skills is what we do as kids. I don't want to be that way as an adult. Mm-hmm. But there's other people that they don't know that they can be different either. Mm-hmm. I always knew that I would not grow up to be violent because I didn't like it. I why had do you to think, get away from it. Why do you think your brother was more prone to it than you? Because of his chemistry in his brain. I think he had a lot more darkness than I did. I also think lifestyle choices. Mm. You know, he continues to drink. He continues to do things that probably aren't good for his health. Mm-hmm. And when you live in an environment that doesn't, incorporate growth or maturity, you're going to stay in that same mindset. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think he matured the way that I did. I mean, I, I, I mean, I hightailed it in completely different direction. I mean, I went towards education in college and he didn't. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, can we say that's education? I don't know what that is, but we, we, I made a different, I made a valid choice that said, I'm getting the heck out of this. Could it be self-image? It could be self-image. It could be... Because, I mean, gradual, a lot of time. I've heard this talked about in professional circles is that um, if two, uh, you know, a couple things being equal, um, graduating, co- like if you're looking at two equal candidates with equal work history and equal mm-hmm. abilities, um, what a college degree can show about a person versus someone who doesn't have one, just, you know, a commitment to something. Because, mm-hmm. I mean... When you're when you're going through college, you know you're not getting paid. You're paying to do it. Um, It's a a long, yeah, a lot of money. (laughs) A lot Um, of money to go to college. There's nobody standing over your shoulder telling you that you have to do X, Y, and Z. So it shows a level of like self discipline. Um, You build relationships with people if you're going to a four year university, not necessarily Mm -hmm. like a community college or something. But but you you can, you You can, Um, and. and and then you get that sense of accomplishment that oh I I actually put my mind to something and achieved something. It's a determination. Exactly. You so, get very determined. So and that and that those things can do really good things for self image. Whereas on the other side, you kind of have you don't have those things to lean on. Well, in certain circumstances. In the so. se- in the episode that's coming out, I think next week mm-hmm. we talk about how academics is part of self esteem, and mm. so. Obviously, if you go on to get more and more education, you're going to start building that self-esteem naturally because you're starting to prove to yourself that, wait a minute, I'm not so bad academically. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I mean, here's the thing. I went to college. I wasn't an A student at college, Mm -hmm. but no one ever asked me, are you an A student at college? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I (laughs) I just have the degree. Like, yeah, I struggled through college. It was not an easy decision for Mm -hmm. me. And here's the thing. It wasn't easy because my mom and dad could not financially support me. Mm-hmm. Like it was an academic choice, but it was an economic choice on me. Mm-hmm. Like I struggled to make that decision where my brother was like, yeah, no, that's not happening. I don't want to spend the money on it. I'm yep. going to go work. I don't need that. It's not going to matter to me. I, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But his choices kept him in his environment and my choices took me to another environment. Mm. So once we got away from each other and away from our environments, I was like, I'm never going back there. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be anywhere near his environment. And uh, 
I'm not. <laughs> I am nowhere near it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like he's still the same kid. Like he's he hasn't matured. He hasn't changed. And maybe he has. We don't have a close relationship. So I could be harshly judging him right now. So I apologize, Matt, if you're listening. But <laughs> that's just that's where we're at. We're completely different people. But we were. This is my twin. I'm not talking about just a regular sibling in my mm-hmm. family. I'm talking about a twin connection. So it's interesting to see that two people of the same dynamics, like we both had the same chemistry almost, born at the same time, could be so completely different. And really, I do think that is the influence of the brain mm-hmm. and choices and emotions. I was always in tune to my emotions. Always. You know, I've been a writer my whole life, been writing poetry. I was always into the, like, the fluffy lovey. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was going towards the softness. Yeah. I just didn't, I had to fight it. Yeah. I had to fight it. I had to be tough. Yeah, it is amazing how twins can be, same same thing with me. Mm-hmm. I have a twin yeah. sister, um, biological twin sister. Yeah. And uh, we couldn't be more different. And it and it's cool. And mm-hmm. it's like so awesome because like, how can you have the same experiences but look at the same thing differently. Mm-hmm. Like literally Matt and I would be like, that's red. No, it's blue. No, that's red. That's blue. <laughs> like, we would fight. Yeah. Like we were, oh, Bert and Ernie. Like that was our, that was our childhood like heroes, Bert mm-hmm. and Ernie. Because that was us. We couldn't have been more different. Mm-hmm. So you and your sister are the same way. I forgot you were a twin. Yeah, so cool. I do too sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we're three years apart, so it doesn't feel like it, but... <laughs> and I didn't I didn't know until I was like 18. So really. All right. So emotions are very important. And so our environment does play a big part of it, but also the layering behind it. There's so much layering and hiding and avoiding of our emotions because sometimes they're scary. And it's amazing to me how we can get through what we get through just by determination or choices that we make. So that's kind of why I wanted to talk about emotions today, because we use them every day. Mm-hmm. They're part of our life. Um, they're part of who we are. They become they become intrusive to us. Like, I mean, I really work hard on my positive emotions, but I do not deny that I'm dark. I do not deny that I have negative thoughts. I do not deny that I have negative emotions. And that's what makes me get through them a lot easier. And that's how I've managed to get through anxiety and depression is naming my emotions, recognizing that they're not always going to be positive, but not being afraid of them. Uh And that's how we do it. I don't try to avoid anything that I feel like if I'm feeling it, there's a reason I'm feeling it. There's some valid. There's some valid valid thought in there somewhere but again <laughs> just like our thoughts <laughs> they can be wrong mm-hmm. you know our it's not always true our emotions are not always true mm-hmm. so same thing with our thoughts there's not always the truth behind it but it's you you kind of pick up the clues okay i've felt this way before mm-hmm. or i've thought this way so i think this way they're involved so that's it Cool. That's what I got on emotions today. Awesome. Well, this was a great episode. Uh, if you have any questions or want to reach out with any comments, uh, shoot an email over to ShellyvillePod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Any uh, any other topics that you'd like us to cover, um, that would be awesome too. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. Thank you, everybody.